Good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerchel Diana Magdaya and Siam Menemer Fushal Emer Shalmi Amina Daniel Ben Saragadia and also Tobele Basrifka. Today's class is also in the success in Yerchumai Vlasheva Vakadia Vlasheva Emin Vlasheva Shepherd Vlasheva Reina Makov Tobasha and that everybody should have a good, good, good seal this year, God willing. We're going to take a, we're going to take lesson one seventy nine from the Kuti Moran, and we're going to take uh, we're just going to talk about a couple of things from Rabbi Pinson on Yom Kippur on this concept, and he has an absolutely fascinating concept. Obviously, yesterday we gave the class on resilience. Be you know be resilient, be relentless. It's funny how it's actually Amazon.com was 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 originally going to be relentless.com. That was the first name he came out with, Relentless.com. He was definitely re- relentless. If you saw the movie, uh, Jeff Bezos, not that great of a movie, but he was a Capricorn. I said he, I for sure said he's got to be a Capricorn. The guy doesn't stop. And it was Relentless.com. But we can, we can learn everything from, from anything in life. And yesterday was, uh, obviously after that class, there was a tremendous, tremendous challenging day uh, yesterday. I don't know what happened yesterday, but uh, it was pretty much one thing after the other after the other. And it's very common after after Uman, you, you get a good cleansing, you know, because God wants to, you know, God wants to squeeze the greatest out of you. And at the end of the day, I woke up this morning in my, my his bodhidut, I said, why did I have such a bad day? What's, what, what, why did I have such a bad day? I mean, I've had, I've had days like this before, but why is it? And, and the answer came up very simple. The answer came up is you're giving too much importance to things that are temporary in life. And as today happens to be the, the day of my son's passing, I'm going to go, his, his yurtzeit, God willing, is, is also, his yurtzeit is today. But it's just to show you, we're giving too much importance to things that are temporary in life. And I said, that's exactly what, this is, this problem, this thing is temporary, that's temporary, this is temporary. Just think about how many, how much energy and how much of our time is being spent on things that are temporary. So, and, and that, Perspective changed everything right away. I was like, okay, I get it. It's all temporary at the end of the day. Yes, you have to make your efforts. You have to do your thing in life. But at the end, of the day, it's, all, it's all temporary. It's all temporary. Your relationships are temporary in the world. To, everything at the end of the day, it's all temporary. Money's temporary, especially money. Money's the, the key to everything, obviously. And that is ultimately, ultimately the most temporary thing in life. And this problem goes up, this stock goes up, that stock goes down, this happens, this, this deal goes up, this deal breaks. And the, at the end of the day, it's like we're playing tennis ball, but why are we coming with such a heavy load? And I said, very simple. I gave too much importance to temporary things, and that gave me huge perspective. And obviously, as we are getting into this uh, concept of being angels on Yom Kippur, where we're ultimately starving the ego and feeding the soul, that's pretty, pretty much what we're doing. There's no shoes. You don't need shoes. You don't need possessions. You don't need money. You don't need anything. You don't need anything. You don't need food. You're literally like an angel. And Rob Pinson says you have to understand that, and he says Yom Kippur is perhaps the most, the most, most existingly challenging day of the year. I've never heard this perspective. It is the day where we are invited and given strength to penetrate our very essence and ask ourselves, who am I? I'm de- de- you're deleting every single external. Imagine you lived a life without worry. Imagine you lived a life where you couldn't fail. Imagine you lived a life where you didn't have to pay, uh, give, have emotional blackmail to your partner if he upset you. Imagine you were just your true essence. That was the last day of your life. What would you hold on to? And, and that's an un- unbelievable kavana for, for Yom Kippur. What, what, that's a good intention. At the end of the day, 
If I'm completely present, I don't need this, I don't need to worry about that, I don't need to worry if I'm going to make money this year, I don't need to worry about my relationships, I'm just going to be completely present and connect to the day itself of purification, the day of Keter. This is where we were white, this is, we don't need anything. Ultimately, in the, you know, you see you see people going to the Himalayas and becoming you know, monks for three days, for three years, and not needing anything. They don't need anything. They absolutely don't need anything. So there's got to be, there's got to be something to that, um, to that concept of not needing anything and just being free, being free, being free from validation, being free from worry, being free from having needing thirty million dollars so you can feel comfortable with your life and not have to worry. It, it's just, it's, it's a constant chase. So God's telling you, slow down, get rid of everything. And start start becoming like an angel, and 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 the, if you just recognize the amount of stuff, and I'm in my own life, I could see whenever I give importance to temporary things, there's pain, there's pain, there's 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 sadness. But at the end of the day, when you let it go, when you let it go, you, you're free, you're free, and that's ultimately what letting go is about. The more you let go in life, the more happier you are, and the more joyful you are, and the more you're full of love. The more you're needing and depending on others, and this and that and that. The more you're hostage to it, not only are you a hostage to it, you, you demand it, and the more you demand it, the more frustrated you get, and it becomes a vicious cycle of not being free. And you, you, we're living in a world of dependency. We're, we're living in a world of validation. We're living in a world of a lot of fakeness. Think about it. And we're missing this inner toss. And this is what he's saying: at the end of the day, long meditation on Yom Kippur comes close. The shofar comes, as it says, next year you're you're alive. You have to live like it's the day, last day of your life and ask yourself, what would you hold on to? What would you let go? It's incredible. I mean, you need, a, you need food when you're thinking about that concept. Think about it. You're in food. And this is, this is what you have, we have to, we must imagine it's the last day of our lives, the final moments, and what are we going to let go to? What is, it, what is my identity? What's essential in my life? What's not essential in my life? Because many of us are not living a life that we should be really living. We're just constantly, constantly chasing. And this is exactly why we need the tzaddikim constantly. Another concept of Yom Kippur that you should, you should focus on is now we spoke about Elul is, begins, we spoke about any concept in life, there's three steps. There's pretty much three steps on how to get from sweetening to, I'm sorry, from, uh, from, uh, from prob- of a problem to a solution, right? The Baal Shem Tov says the first step is obviously the submission, admitting where you are. This is where we use the, the energy of Elul, right? And energy of Elul is all admit- admittance. Yes, created the world. I'm, I didn't put 100% in this year. I could have done better. You, you're going in there, but you're dealing with the, you're dealing with the stuff that that's, needs to be worked on. You're really, Elul is the, is, the, is the Virgo energy. Elul is the workhorse. This is the amount of time people spent on Elul. After you did the work on Elul, then Rosh Hashanah became the, the, the where you could be completely positive that things are going to work out. I'm absolutely amazing. I'm crowning the king. I have confidence in myself. Because remember, to the degree that you have confidence in yourself, you have confidence in your creator. But when you lose confidence in yourself, you also lose confidence in your creator. So that's the day to both have confidence in yourself and be extremely positive that things are going to work out amazing. We could be excited because we know we're going to be accepted and things are going to be great. And then obviously the, 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 these 10 days of tshuva where we, we develop that relationship. And then Yom Kippur now, Yom Kippur becomes a day of, so remember, Elul becomes the concept of admitting 
on Rosh Hashanah we are separating ourselves. We are not the we we are separating ourselves from our actions. And on Yom Kippur we're actually sweetening the judgment. And why we're sweetening the judgment is now we can cope. We can go back in an expanded consciousness, and now we could deal with the things we could actually deal with the issues that we we could have been better on. You understand? But it's not coming from Elul as you're like begging for help. In, in, in Yom Kippur, you're separating yourself from the sin. You're the angel, and that's not angel-like behavior. But you can now go in there and, and do teshuva because there's a concept, which is a great concept, that great is a sin for a higher purpose. This is an amazing concept. Great is a sin for a higher purpose. How in the world can that be possible? Because if, if a sin or a problem or a situation got you into a higher state, the purpose of it is much greater than the sin. Okay, and this is where the, the in the world we, we're not seeing we're not seeing that concept because we're not stimulating ourselves today between you and me. Let's be honest. Nobody's 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 running uh, lifting you know seven hundred pounds uh, spiritually and saying I want to become the greatest. Nobody's doing that. We, we, we're trying to survive. Hashem, I'll do good, you do good for me, just get out of my way, I'll get out of your way. And we, we just, we're trying to just get through the hub lane, some of us. I would not say myself, but I, I, I think I'm aggressively growing. But the majority of us, we're trying to stay in the hub lane and try to do as much as we can. But we're not, we're not really, we're not putting, pressing the gas as we should be. This is why we need Sadiqim, like Rabbi Nachman, to put the gas in the car. Because <laughs> otherwise you're not doing this in your regular Miami, uh, New York uh, communities where everybody's you know, just running after money all day long and worrying about problems and relationships. Let's, let's just be honest at the end of the day. We have, there's no, nobody's, nobody's paying for the podcast. Nobody's approving the podcast. So let's be completely honest on, on what's happening in life. So, so the whole point is we, we, we can't come to that state. So on Yom Kippur, we can now come to a state of... So, so anytime we have that problem in our lives... That sin that we did got us to be... How many people told me I fell in the sin? It got me to a higher purpose. Well, a great example would be using an, uh, drugs to get to a, a rehab center to, to get a spiritual awakening. So that sin actually served a higher purpose. So when our sages say it's greater, great is a sin if it, if, if it achieved a higher purpose. So if it achieved a higher purpose, then that ultimately was the goal. So it's not like the sin is even... Um, the sin is not even punished. It actually turns into the the the, the, the light becomes a, the the recipro- the the darkness becomes a reciprocal for the light. So this is where on your people we are in great is the sin for the higher purpose. Whatever I did, whatever etc., it got me to do chuva. It got me into a podcast. It got me to do his do It got me to this these concepts. It got me to stimulate myself. So those sins no longer have the same thing as I'm being dragged by these sins actually sins actually elevate me so i could become an angel and i could start letting go of things and this is where you start seeing in life you know what's a sign of spiritual growth the more you let go of things the more you let go of insults the more you let go of needing you know needing to be right the more you let go of 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 accumulation the more you let go of possessions the opposite the more it's not only that you're not accumulating you're letting go of it. You're, you're becoming generous. You're becoming abundant. You're becoming, and, and this is this all of this uh, pretty much connects with this whole concept of Yom Kippur, 
like, of course you have to forgive people. How could you not want to forgive people when you're asking for forgiveness the next day? You understand? Like, how could you not forgive people if you're asking for forgiveness the next day? It makes absolutely no sense that that should be even be put in the books, reminding us, by the way, you should appease with your fellows because the next day you're getting the ultimate cleansing. So you have to give them cleansing, obviously. So this is why it's extremely important. If somebody asks you for forgiveness, you say, absolutely, thank you. Um, not only am I going to forgive you, I'm going to pray for you. Even give them a nice word also. Even if the person did the worst things, because at the end of the day, you're showing up with all of this, all of this garments that are full of stains, and you want, to be, you want them to go through the dry cleaner. And they're not questioning how dirty it is. They're just putting it through with everybody else's. That's the type of mercy that we get on the day of Yom Kippur. So this is the day that we don't need anything. You don't need anything. You don't need anything. You don't need a high seat. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need anything. You're just your true essence. And that's where the light comes with the Satan's cancel that day. There's no, there's no ego that day, right? It's, our sages say that that's the one day where the Yetzirah is canceled. So you, you're, you're ultimately free of, of anything. And that's, you know, when you think about it like that, you start building it. And Ram Nachman says in that, in that same, in another Torah, Lesson 7, he says that your quality of your Yom Kippur will depend on your quality of how, how your Hanukkah will be. To the extent that you're putting your energy in Yom Kippur, because what is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is all about forgiveness, and forgiveness is avoiding sin. What is avoiding sin? Building your, in a higher consciousness, we, are, we could build a, a temple. Hanukkah is all about rebuilding. Rebuilding. So you, according to this, because what destroys? What destroys temples? Jealousy, animosity, ego, baseless hatred, all of this. What builds temples? High states. High states. So this is what he's saying, he's saying here. This is exactly why you don't have to... You, you, the more you put energy into this, into this day... Again, stop, don't focus on what time am I eating? What am I going to break the fast? What am I breaking the fast with? Then you're still attached to something. The whole point is you've you got to get to a point where you're not attached to anything anymore. That is when you're really going to feel the, the, you know, the, the presence. You know, there's a, the Shkenazim in Uman, they pray from 8.30 to 4.30. I, me, I have not conquered my ADD and my patience yet. But they say, they say, and I said, what in the world? I mean, there's a, there's a Sephardic synagogue. You can be in there for five hours. And it's, again, these prayers are energetic. They're happy. But what, what gets you? They say between the 10th and 12th hour, it's like ayahuasca. It's like an ayahuasca ceremony. Can you imagine your davening being in an ayahuasca ceremony? Can you can you just imagine that that deep level of unity, thousands of people into the words? It's 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 like an ayahuasca ceremony. Can you imagine a, a, a prayer could be an ayahuasca ceremony? Absolutely. Why not? It's called bittul. I've had I've had situations where I've had those kind of experience in prayer, in something that we we don't even want to have to have anything to do with. Can you imagine that? So Yom, your Yom Kippur, Yom, Yom Kippur could be that concept of, a, of, a, of that ceremony if you really completely attach yourself to the words and, 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 and let go. And let go as much as you can and you can have that experience on Yom Kippur. But if you're worried about what time's the fast, you're not really in, you're not in the holiday. You'd say if you're worried about money, you're worried about, the, you, don't, you, don't, you can't connect if all you're thinking about getting. The more you connect, the less you think about getting. 
the less you connect, the more getting is the, is the situation. And again, it, it reminds us, all of us, when we are going through these states, that how much are we connecting and how much are we just trying to, you know, get? How much are we trying to get? How much are we trying to, you know, is this, uh, is it Amazon.com? I mean, how much are we, just connect. That's what I want people to do. Connect with the person. Stop judging. Stop, stop uh, looking 10 years from now. Just connect to the person. That's what we can get on, on Yom Kippur itself. We can get to the light of, of coming, sweetening where the sin was the fuel to get me where I am today. The, you know, God forbid how many times you see people, God forbid, with cancers and they recognized in the cancer itself it got them to a spiritual awakening and they were able to use Tomer Devorah and let go and they become more merciful people. Ultimately, you know, it, it does, if, if it's, if you if God forbid a person's growing a tennis ball in his, in his neck, God forbid a tennis ball, and he doesn't notice it, because we're not noticing, we're not feeling anything anymore today. And that thing brings you attention. Gabriel Matta talks about that. It brings attention to what, to what you're not paying attention to in life. You know, it's not like what you're eating, it's what's eating you. You know, it's what, what's eating us that, that's not, that we're not paying attention to it. And that's something where, where it's extremely important. So that's another thing you should focus on is the sweetening coming, looking at the sins, I could do better. And, and, and good, there's a very good chance we will repeat these same sins again. There's a very good chance. But say, you know what? Instead of repeating 100 of them, let me only repeat 90 of them. Try to, don't, don't, we're not in an all or nothing world. But the fact that you could just try to get, in, try to get only 90 of those sins. Try to knock out 10 of those things. Try to knock out 10 of those things. You know, if you, even if, you know, we, we think that's where, you know, it's a big confusion Big, big, big confusion, we think. We think, well, if I don't do this mitzvah, I can't do this, this, this one. Like, you know, it's, all, it's a very all-or-nothing mentality today where you see people live, you know? And sometimes somebody came to Manus Friedman and, and asked them a question. The girl happened to be a lesbian. And she asked, Rabbi, what's the point of me wearing sneot? I want to wear sneot, but I'm a lesbian. She goes, what's the point of it? He says, No. Absolute opposite, you, you, which is a beautiful lesson, by the way. It's, it's incredible. She says, because you're sneut, that power of that mitzvah can actually help you. Do you see the difference? Not this, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough to do this mitzvah. I'm not good enough to do this good deed. No. Do the good deed, because the good deed has the power to change you. <laughs> Where people say, how can I you know, do this if I do this sin? Who knows? How can I put on tefillin if I did something last night with this girl? The tefillin will help you. The, 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 the good act can nullify the other situation. Where people say, I did bad, so I'm going to punish myself even more. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes no sense. But we, we need the good act to help this. And that's what this is. I don't know how we all develop this. We all develop this well, I rejected myself, so God must reject me. That's not true. That's not true. You rejected yourself, that's one problem. But that doesn't mean God, God rejects you. And where do we learn this example from? We learn this example from the grasshopper situation, where they, they rejected themselves, and they say, oh, God must reject us also. No, that's why you're getting punished, because you cried for no reason. So you have to make sure that the rejection doesn't come from you. That, the, you, that God's not rejecting you. God is, God's light is ain't self. It's unlimited. There's no, there's no light. There's no, 
there's no, there's no vessel. You're creating the vessel. And, perfect, and, and obviously pers- perspective drives performance. So if your perspective is off, the performance is going to be off. But if you're, you need to understand, you need, the whole point of our, our, our sages is telling, especially Hasidus, which is so refreshing today, why we need Hasidus. It's so refreshing. Hasidus is telling you, depart from evil and do good. You did something bad, do something good. It's not, op- it's not the opposite. Do bad and also do more bad. I think this is one of the reasons why Sephardics have a different relationship with God. Because Sephardics believe that God loves them. So they're not so careful with all the, with all the little... Uh, with all the, uh, the details. Ashkenazim, I heard this from a rabbi, Ashkenazim believe that God doesn't love them, so they, they're very particular about every little detail, because <laughs> God forbid they're going to get struck by lightning. It just, you see the cultures, you understand the cultures, the, the way we think, it, it's, it's incredible. And you know, sometimes as, as kids, we, 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 you know, we fit into synagogues, communities, and we think this is it, you know? This is the way it's, this has to be the way it, it is. And it's, and, and once you see, once you connect to Rab Nachman, once you connect these, you're like, where, where the hell was I? Where am I? What am I thinking like this? And that's ultimately the, the, the hamtaka, the, the sweetening, is you are better than the, than the sin. You are better than the sin. You understand? You are better than the sin. And you see the difference when, you, when, you, when people do, you know, for example, how many people I know that, you know, they got really, really sick from eating, right? And then the, the eating got them to a healthier diet. Now that they're eating better, they can now say, I can't believe I ate those foods. Forgive me for eating those foods. But they're not saying it out of, out of uh, get, they're saying, thank you for the sickness, for the gut leak that got me to change my diet, which I have so much more energy. Now I can come back and say, I can't believe I was eating those foods. But you're doing it with joy. You're not doing it with, with the opposite. Like we're much better than that. And the last stage, the last step of this concept is Rabbi Nachman saying here in Lesson 179 that we spoke about the concept that every time you fast, you're able to go into the past and repair specific situations, right? We spoke about that before, right? Because where, where, where am I getting my energy from? I'm getting my energy from yesterday's food. I'm not, I'm not eating. I'm some, somehow I'm surviving. I'm getting my energy from the past. So Rabbi Nachman says that every single day has a specific amount of shefa, and, and, and each day has its amount of shefa from above, and on that day a person performs good deeds, etc. He, 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 when, you do, when you have a good day, and you're on time, and, you, and, you, and, you're, and you're happy, you get pretty much 100% of the shefa entitled to you that day. Okay? You, hit, you hit peak performance. Okay? But there's gonna be days, obviously, that you're not present, you're worried, you're anxious. And that shefa, even though it's coming down, you, you're only getting 10% of it. So that 90% is lost potential. That 90% went to the other side. It's almost like the, the mother that's full of milk, her breast is full of milk, she wants to give the child, but the child doesn't want to eat. So what happens? The mother has to take the milk and spill it to the garbage. It goes to the other side. So what happens? And what happens to all of this? And there's times where you don't even even get that. So all of this shefa is going to the, to, to the other side. So Rabbi Nachman is saying here that what happens when the person even doesn't even get to that, he's living in the past, he's not even present. He's, he, he, basically, the mother's milk has no more milk because she's not expressing it. So it even goes into the very essence. When she's trying to, it goes into the essence of the mother. 
So this is exactly what Rabnachman says, by fasting, you're able to arouse and revive days in the past that you didn't do so well, and you're able to go into the past and rectify those days. And what happens? When you do this, you're able to make the days that were dark, you're able to bring light into those days. It's an incredible concept that you can actually go back into the past and fix these things. And this is where he's saying here, Anyam Kippur, Anyam Kippur, this is the ultimate revival of all the days. So imagine you have one day where you can go back into the days that needed a lot of help. This is why everybody shows up on Yom Kippur, by the way. There's a yearning, which makes no sense. The most complicated day to come to Shul is Yom Kippur, obviously. You're not eating, you're not this. These are where everybody's, I mean, why, why, why is that becoming a day where everybody's coming? Like, what is it about it? Come to Hanukkah, eat donuts and, and dance and Purim, have a drink. Why are we not getting masses on, on Purim, but why are, we, why are we getting masses on Yom Kippur? What even people that are not religious or not thinking, nothing to do with it, but they'll show up, Yom Kippur, oh, you got to show up to Yom Kippur. What, what is it? What is it about that day? It's because that day they can come in and they can revive a lot of days. It's a day where you can get, you can go back in the past and revive a lot of days. This is what he's saying on, on this, on this day of Yom Kippur, on the very day you should afflict your soul, because the system is made for you to win. It's incredible. The amount of mercy that God has where he can have a day like Yom Kippur and people that have nothing to do with it, they can come in fast and do the things and they can get a huge atonement. Doesn't mean their lives are happier because, but they get atoned for certain things. Remember, this does not involve, Yom Kippur does not atone you about personal situations. You have to deal, you, have, you make a mess with somebody else, that you have to make atonement. So it doesn't involve one-on-one relationships. Okay, that's how, that's how much God values one-on-one relationships, by the way. This is why we see the crisis of relationships. Because we're not, when we're not our best, our relationships take a hit. So, he'll fix you in heaven. That'll let tons of things go. But you have to fix, as long as you fix below. As long as you fix messes below with people. Because actually, if you're fixing things below, that means you worked on yourself. You're, you're, you're the level of being godlike. This is very similar to the Tomer Devorah concept. So this is what he's saying here. On the day of Yom Kippur, Rav Nachman says the day a person repents, listen to what he's saying here. The day a person repents, he transcends all other days and repents all days above time, about the concept of time. He says this about regular repentance. So imagine I do his bodhidut. I wake up, it's about to do it. I say I could do better this, I could do better this. Because remember, repentance came before the world, before the Torah. Do you understand how powerful it is? Do you understand the power of taking a responsibility, just taking a responsibility, saying, I made a mistake, I could do better? You're above time. Think about, think about why exactly, why we have to physically say confession. Because when you confess, you're getting, you're not... Sin, sin agitates your bones. When it, well, the reason why we feel off today, because there's a Gemara that says, three things take away your energy. Sin takes away your spiritual energy. Worry takes away your emotional energy. And travel takes away your physical energy. <laughs> Especially Uman. <laughs> so the reason why I am agitated is because there's something that, that's not being dealt with. There's not, it's not being dealt with. So when you actually confess it, it's, no, it's, you feel better because it's, it's physically out. 
you're actually saying the words. So repentance is above time. What he's saying here is when you repent, you don't have to worry about that situation anymore because you went back to the time. You went back to the future, to the past, to fix it, to fix it at the core. This is the same concept of great is our sins that serve a higher purpose. So this is why they called breast lovers vidunikers. What do they call it? They call it's, it was a common cost. They call all the all people from Nachman vidunikers. They're always making vidui. And they look at it as a weakness. No, we're looking at it as we want to be above time. We want to be, we don't want to wait till, uh, we want to watch game film every day. We don't want to wait till we lose 20 to 28 nothing to find out that, by the way, we had the wrong defense. <laughs> we want to be able to, to, to make it constantly. So you could see Breslov Yom Kippur is very, almost pretty much every day. If you're doing his bodhidud and you're doing counting, you do, you're doing this every day. So you are connecting to you are connecting to, you're transcending all the days, which is very connected to the concept of, this is all above time. Time and space do not exist, do, don't exist in an absence of consciousness. The reason why we are so banged up today, as Michael Safdie says, in his Shar Bitachon, he uses the word banged up. The reason why you guys are banged up is because it's because you're, you're accumulating too much worry and you have too much stuff in the present and too much time in the past, like Edgar Cole says, right? It's because there's too much accumulation of time. But if you do teshuva, you're above time. Because as you, when you do teshuva and you repent, doesn't repenting has a heart. The terminality is not correct. We want to use the terminality of, of Dover Pinson that says, all teshuva really is a calibration of consciousness. Teshuvah is not saying I'm sorry to my to, to I'm sorry for criticizing my wife. Teshuvah is saying I'm not that kind of husband anymore. I find good points in my wife. I don't see those ugly things anymore. That's teshuvah. So that's not you anymore. You're not the sin. You've separated from the sin. It's to say I'm not that kind of person anymore. I'm not that kind of person. I don't even see the ugliness. The only reason why I see the ugliness is because I have this ugliness in myself. You know, David, two things that I, that, I, that I got from non-Jewish teachers, David Hawkins and, um, and Ram Das. They, they were both into the same concept of, of higher consciousness. That means when you're in a higher consciousness, you almost, and they said something very inspiring, Lahabdul, a Scorpio could never get to this level, but they would cry when they, because they saw people, because they always saw beauty in them. Can you imagine? The, can you imagine you see your mother-in-law, you start crying of how beautiful person she is? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I'm just saying, could you imagine getting to the level? We, we barely shut the door at the end of the day. But imagine getting to a point where you see people, you see your wife and you see your husband, and you cry over their beauty. Can you imagine that? I said to myself, I said, wow. <laughs> talk, talk about letting go wow but that's exactly what they it got to a, such a level that they were they completely let go of everything they let go of all the bad they let go of all the judgments so if you let go of all this crap what happens you just see a baby you see the inner child of a person how could you not cry and I, when I looked at that I was like wow what a level what a level to be on such a level that you can't see, and this is again, when you see that, when you connect to the big Rabbi Rush, Rabbi Rush is at that level. He doesn't, he can't see, he can't see ugliness in people. He can't see it. He's at that level. You have to just stare at him, and there's nothing but light and energy 
It doesn't care if the lights were gone and they were in the house. It doesn't care if this one's screaming. It was so in a light. It, it was so light that he was such a, above time. But can we can we say that? Can we get to a level where we have free of resentment and we're completely free? It, it's a. It was a very powerful concept to understand. To, wow, what a level where I could be. Because you know, in life, you have to you have to go for something in life. You, you, there's never a target in life that that's not there. You have to at least try to get to a point where you could see. I, can I just get to a point where I could just see love in everybody and, and see if you and then if you hit that goal, you're calibrating at a very 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 high level of consciousness. But the opposite is what when we're when there's anger, when there's regret, when there's all that. You understand? We're it's such a low level. Is because again we're not free. We're not free. We're not free. We're not free. If we're free, we would be able. We would let go of everything. We would let go of the insults. We would not be self-centered. You understand? We wouldn't be self-centered, which is the root of all of this. He insulted me. She insulted me. It's all we're we're holding on to this. So at least on Yom Kippur, we can get to this level of being free. It's the last day of your life. Imagine it's the last day of your life, and somebody insulted you. Would you really care? If imagine it's the last day of your life and you lost money on the stock market, <laughs> would you really care? Would you care? No, you wouldn't care. You would say, "That's it. It's finished. I'm going to heaven. See ya." That's what Rabbi Nachman says. That really passing away, he purposely said, "I can't stay in this body any longer." It wasn't that he died of tuberculosis. Or God, no. He says this. He got to such a level. Where he says, I cannot stay in this body anymore. Time's up. I can't go anywhere else. I gotta go to another one. I, got, I gotta pass away. That's how he passed away. It wasn't what you think today of passing away is. It's not the same, well, it's not the same concept. It's, it's, and that's what Rabbi Rachman says that passing away is going from one room to another room. That's what he said. Instead of the living room, you're going to basically, I think they were on such a high levels that they looked at it as their souls. They're, they're, they're spiritual people having a physical experience, not physical people having a spiritual experience. Again, who knows where we're at, but let's at least stop being banged up and, and, and try to go for the 2% better on Yom Kippur. Okay, you know what, there's 100 cents here, not gonna, I'm gonna, next year, I'm, I don't, I, I don't wanna say those last two. I'm gonna master those two. That's at least you could start having more ratzon. So in Yom Kippur itself, you can take all the past, as long as it's not between people. <laughs> as long as it's not between people. You understand the value of this thing? And it can restore all the past time. This is why we feel so light and we feel energetic after Yom Kippur, because you don't need anything. It's the accumulation that's costing us. Everybody should starve their ego and feed their soul. Have a great day.